This is Golf Talk Canada, Canada's only nationally syndicated golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by Acura, precision crafted performance. Acura, celebrating 30 years in Canada. Visit acura.ca for the 2018 lineup and dealership incentives. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zucchino and Bob Weeks. Good morning, Canada. Mark Zucchino with you here for this two-hour best of GTC. We're back February the 2nd for season nine. That's right, season nine. Where is the time gone? Of Golf Talk Canada Radio. Myself, Bob Weeks, Adam Scully, and all the usual suspects for another great year of Golf Talk Canada starting Saturday, February the 2nd. Uh, check your listings to see if we run on Sundays in your part of the world across the TSN radio network and, of course, on tsn.ca and the iHeartRadio app. Again, Season 9, Saturday, February the 2nd. Season 5 of Golf Talk Canada Television returns a week of March 11th. So Golf Talk Canada TV Season 5 returns the week of March the 11th. We're back on radio soon. February 2nd. We got a great show, best of, lined up for you today, including our first interview. Nick Taylor, Adam Hadwin, two of Canada's finest players. Bob and I had an opportunity to sit down with both Nick and Adam just before they headed off to Australia to represent Canada in what is now known as the World Cup. Canada's had some great success in this event over the years. We talked to them about team golf, partnering together, and changes to the PGA Tour schedule in 2019. Pleasure to have uh, both of you with us. Nick, Adam, thanks so much for spending some time with Bob and I. Uh, it's uh, it's special to be able to play for your country and wave the flag. Um, Adam, I know you've had a chance to do it recently with uh, President's Cup and, and things of that nature. We'll start with you, Nick. Nick, when's the last time you've played in a, a format like this and the last time you've had to do anything under a Canadian flag? Yeah, that's the first thing that comes to mind is the World Amateur when I played in Australia. Actually, in Adelaide in 2008 was kind of the last thing I can remember that I represented Canada. Um, you know, the, the format for the Zurich Classic is a similar format, but uh, you know, represent my country probably 10 years ago now, so it's been a while. Adam, you, you've been in the World Cup before, I know, and um, this is certainly a, a thrill. It's in a fun event as well. It's one that Canada has done well in the past. They've got three titles going at it. Is there any added pressure when you have a maple leaf on your bag uh, when you're playing for your country, even in an event like this? Well, when the media adds to that pressure by telling us we've got three <laughs> titles to live up to, yeah. Uh, you didn't know that? <laughs> but, uh, no, um, I mean, I would say, yeah, sure. Uh, there's a little bit of pressure. Obviously, you want to represent your country well and, and do well on the world stage. But, you know, I think Nick and I are just going down, and we're going to have some fun and enjoy it. We don't often play this team format, um, you know, alternate shot, best ball format. Um, the only time we get to do that is maybe if you play Zurich uh, on the PGA Tour season. So it's a ton of fun. I know David and I really enjoyed it a couple of years ago. Um, obviously, you'd want to play a little bit better. And, you know, hopefully Nick and I can go down and our games will uh, line up and match up um, and we can kind of ham and egg it around and, and see if we can improve on two years ago finish. Just curious, guys. I guess same question to both of you. We'll stay with Adam and then and then Nick. Uh, same question to you as well. I'm just curious from a from a communication standpoint in an event like this because you know it is a team event. The formats are different. Something that you you might only get to do once a year. 
Um, does it change the way you, you know, approach around, how you communicate with your bag man, uh, some of the decisions you make? Or do you guys just try to stay out of each other's way and let you do, you know, what you do well and, and, and hope it adds up? Uh, hope it adds up at the end of the day kind of thing. Adam, we'll, we'll stay with you and then same question to Nick. Yeah, you know, it's such a, a funny question and it's so hard to figure that out. I think David and I had a, a bit of a difficult time um, early in the week trying to figure that out, whether or not, um, you know, who plays what hole uh, or who tees off on what hole the alternate shots or um, do you play it differently in the best ball format if one person is, is playing well or not playing well, that sort of thing. So I, I honestly think that we overthought it a little bit. Um, it becomes, you know, you start thinking a little bit too much. Um, so I think if you can just go down and, and just kind of play your own game, um, you know, if Nick and I can just do what we do best um, and then, uh, you know, let our games kind of do the talking. Yeah, Nick, any thoughts, anything to add? Yeah, you know, my limited experience playing it, I feel like if you kind of do what you've always done, you know, it's individual sports. If you do that, I feel like tee to green, um, everything kind of stays the same. But what I've done in the past, you know, reading putts together, if you kind of get a good vibe going and, and uh, you know, a bit of the camaraderie in that sense. But, um, again, if it, if we just do what we've always done and just stick to our own thing and I think you can get a rhythm that way and, and – there's too many cooks in the kitchen. I think it can get a little difficult. So uh, I think we'll figure it out as we go, but um, probably keep it pretty simple to start. Uh, now, one of the cool parts about this is that you guys grew up at the same golf course at Ledgeview, as we know. Nick, when was the first time you remember meeting Adam? Um, good question. Is that Jerry was was a pro up at Ledgeview? Um, I remember actually playing a lot more with Kyle when I was younger. Uh, Adam's brother, who we went on a trip together, like for like a little, little inner club thing. But um, we definitely played like future lengths together. You know, the juniors um, growing up. So it was, and I think I joined there when I was twelve. So it had to be within there. I think Adam maybe might have been there a couple years after, but um, right in that time period for sure. Adam, who was uh, who was better? Did you beat Did you beat <laughs> Nick or did he beat you? <laughs> no, Nick Adam beat me. I think I think. I think uh, all you need to do is look at our uh, junior and amateur record as we grew up in BC and the amount of Canadian AMs and, and BC AMs that Nick has and how many I have. I think that speaks for it all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, guys, just switching gears a little bit here. Uh, it's a long year. You guys both put on a great push at the end of the season uh, to, to, you know, to get in those FedEx Cup playoffs and and to kind of finish the season off on a high note. But I also, when you do something like that, I know it takes a lot out of you. Um, the time off, uh, what did you do with a few weeks of the time off? And and how is this schedule change now going to change the way you approach the season? Nick, we'll just stay with you, and I'll go to Adam with the same question. Um, now that this schedule's changing and the season can feel so long, are you going to move your schedule around next year? Uh, you know, the first, you know, the early January through March, I guess February is pretty summer in Florida, just the West Coast. So I've always played quite a bit on the West Coast. Um, haven't finalized anything this year, but I'll start in Hawaii and uh, and Palm Springs and kind of go from there. But uh, you know, it's a busy Florida swing. I think it starts with um, Tampa, then it goes Palmer Players and Valsmarsh, or maybe something else in there. So uh, that'll be a busy stretch. So that'll be a good one too. So. 
not much will change. I feel like for the first few months and probably determining on play, you know, how much I'll play after that. But, you know, September I had a good little break. And, uh, you know, after being in Australia, I have a few weeks off as well. So it's, the longer you're out there, you definitely time off is more valuable. Being at home is nice to kind of recharge the battery. Uh, same to you, Adam. Any changes you plan on, on going to Sony? Will you wait for the West Coast swing uh, to get going in 19? Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna start my new calendar year, I guess, at Sony this year. I haven't played in a few years, um, and then uh, I'll take Tori off San Diego, uh, which is an event I've usually played. But um, you know, nothing, nothing crazy. I think you know, with the amount of events that we're starting to have in the fall, um, you're seeing you'll probably see some more guys maybe start playing a few more events in the fall, just because you end up getting so far behind the eight ball if you don't play in the fall and um, you know, it's, it's tough to start January, you know, six, seven, eight events behind guys who have already played. Um, so, um, I, I don't have any major schedule changes. Um, it's all going to be pretty similar to, to previous years. Um, you know, maybe play an event, you know, take, uh, you know, play an event and take, you know, the next week off, whereas I might've done the opposite in previous years, but, um, just kind of swapping in an event, in and out events and, um, you know, I'm sort of looking for that, you know, 25, 26 events a season is, is pretty good for me. It's, it's, it's worked well the last few years and it, it gives me enough time off during the season to where, um, I can be rested and I can be ready to play each week. Are, are you guys looking forward to playing at Hamilton at the RBC Canadian Open on that new, new date as well, Adam? Yeah. Um, I, you know, Hamilton's a great golf course and, uh, it's, going back a little bit more to the kind of the traditional um, tougher <clears throat> Canadian open setups that we've had in past, you know, St. George's Shaughnessy kind of come to mind there. So uh, hopefully, you know, I'm, I'm sure it's going to provide a, a stern test and obviously with the new dates, it'll be, it'll be great to see what it does for the event as well. Nick, how about you? Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm excited more so about that golf course. I actually had an outing out there a few months ago. Uh, that I was able to see it again. I hadn't seen it since I played the King Open there last. So I'm excited about it. And then the announcement of the Open Qualifying Series is pretty exciting as well. So I think it'll be a, a good buzz this year on the tournament. Uh, Bob Weeks and Mark Zucchino alongside Nick Taylor and Adam Hadwin. And as they get prepared to... Wave the flag and represent Canada in the World Cup of Golf down in Melbourne, Australia. Guys, this one's a little off the board. I'm just curious because we were talking a lot about it this weekend on the PGA Tour radio coverage. I was calling from the studio. In fact, I was calling a lot of Adam Hadwin birdies from the studio in D.C. this weekend. It was great play, Adam, at Mayakoba. And uh, I'm curious. We were talking about Bryson DeChambeau and some of the rule changes coming in January. Will either one of you guys... Hut with the flag stick in when you get to Sony in January. Go ahead, Adam. You you start first, Nick. Then you. I want to hear. Will either one of you guys say, "Hey, leave it in for me"? Uh, there's probably a very slim chance that on like a normal 15 footer, I'll ask Joe to leave the, the thing in for me. But <laughs> but certain certainly like um, you know, I can think of a great example that this rule change will help speed up play a little bit was in in china i had a, a chip shot from off the green chipped it up to about a foot um and i walked up and i had to wait for somebody to kind of pull the flag for me so i could tap it in i would i would definitely tap it in there with the flag still in so um i think you'll see a lot of guys do it in instances like that but uh 
uh, unless we start studying the coefficient of friction of the flagpoles <laughs> like Bryson, we might not be doing it from 15 feet. Nick, you giving it any thought, or uh, or is this just like yeah, the same I, thing? I'm not going to overthink the pin and the keeping the pin in very much. I know long putts, I'll probably think about it, but you know, I'm not going to get anything. That's, your whole life, you fought with the pin out on the green, so it'd be an odd thing to change when you're six feet away and the pin's still in. So I don't, uh, I don't think I'll change anything anytime soon. I'm waiting for the first guy who's going to take the two-shot penalty to take the ball out of the bunker. That's the one I want to see. see everyone's going to do that. Maybe the British Open or something yeah. if you get up against the lip or something. But, uh, guys, yeah, maybe, maybe just uh, I know we're going to kind of wind down here a little bit, but um, two, I have two different questions for you. The first one is what, is, what is the secret to playing alternate shot better? What, like That always seems to be the toughest format for the guys. What do you guys think is the toughest or is the, is the secret to doing that better? Adam? Well, hopefully Nick has the secret. Um, it, it was a little difficult to figure out at first a couple of years ago with David, um, and I'm not sure we really even figured it out. But um, you know, if I could, if I could think of anything, it would be um, to not feel bad about hitting at the water for your partner or, or hitting a bad shot on your part. I mean, I think um, you know both of us are out there trying to do the best we can, trying to hit the the golf shot that we that we want to, and we don't always execute it you know, properly. And, um, you know, when you add a partner in there, sometimes you feel, uh, extra let down, you know, in a tournament, obviously we're upset that we hit a bad shot with ourselves and, you know, we've learned to accept it with ourselves. But when you add in a partner and now you put your partner in a tough situation, um, you know, you sort of feel bad and, and, and you, I don't know, it, it may, it may be easier to get a little bit uh, down on yourself quicker. So, um, if you can just sort of, you know, from my experience, if you can just, play golf uh wherever it goes it goes and you know there's no stories in between partners that's for sure nick is there is there any any thought yet between you guys about the ball or or anything like that which ball you'll use uh we're actually at tpc today so i think we'll mess around the next couple of days um i don't think it'll be a, a, an issue at all it's just kind of playing with a ball that i've, I've never used and vice versa adam so i don't think it'll be a big issue i'm sure that's part of some of the struggles that some guys have but uh you know, I'm pretty open to using the Callaway ball as well, so I'm not too worried about that. And I think, you know, the toughest part about sometimes that format is getting a rhythm. You know, you might not hit a putt for a few holes or a drive or, or anything. So it's maybe taking a little extra time, uh, maybe taking more practice swings. I'm not sure, but I think, uh, I think we'll do well this year. Guys, thanks so much for your time today. Good luck in the format. Uh, I know from someone like Bob and I who both travel around the world uh, looking to cover golf, and we get told that the Canadian guys are, are not only great, player, but great players, but some of the best people out there as well. So it's always nice to hear and talk to both of you. So thanks so much for your time. Good luck. And if for some reason we don't connect between now and Christmas, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. We'll see you out there early in 2019. So go get it uh, down in Australia. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. This segment of GTC was brought to you by Acura. Precision crafted performance. Acura, celebrating 30 years in Canada. Visit Acura.ca for the 2018 lineup and dealership incentives. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by the TP5 and TP5X Golf Ball. Five layers make it exactly like nothing else. Visit tailormadegolf.ca to switch today. 
Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada, a best of edition as we play some of our best interviews from the last four or five months of GTC. We're back February 2nd for season nine of GTC Radio. Well, it's always great to catch up with Canada's only male major champion, Mike Weir, dropped in a few times in 2018. Here's Bob with 2003 Masters champion, Mike Weir. Joined on the phone now by uh, Mike Weir. And uh, Mike, before we uh, uh, get into the golf season that's going on around you, I know you've got some, some personal stuff going on at, uh, with, uh, with your family, and we wish them all the best and hope that uh, they stay safe. And uh, I know they're sort of caught in some fire situations now. I'm sure very unsettling for you. Yeah, it's been, uh, been a frantic kind of couple of days with, uh, you know, kind of that shooting up by the university um, and in Southern California there. And, uh, Thank goodness, you know, my, my daughter's safe and, you know, now they're dealing with the fires and the, the schools being evacuated. And so it's just, you know, when you're not there, I think everything's going to be fine and safe. But uh, when you're not there, it's a little bit, uh, you know, it, it, as a parent, you know, you can worry. And we're going to go uh, down there and try to get her out of there for now. And hopefully they can get control of these fires. Very, very unsettling for sure. Let's let's uh, try and distract you from, from some of that, that stuff that's going on with a little golf talk. And, um, why don't you just give us a little update on, on where you are and what your plans are going to be for uh, the 2019 season? Well, I plan on playing, you know, quite a uh, full schedule on the web.com tour. And, you know, there'll be a few PGA Tour events. Hopefully that'll that'll mix in there as well. But, um, you know, this offseason, just been uh, been working hard. I've been working with the uh, coach, Mark Blackburn, and, um, and a Canadian guy trainer, Jason Glass, out of uh, Vancouver that, you know, Adam Hadland used for a while. And, Really excited about you know some some subtle changes I've made to my game and and uh, and the training that I'm doing. So it's just been off season work. Uh, I went down to Vegas, tried to Monday qualify. That was the last thing I played in. And uh, there's a small event at Pebble Beach next week for TaylorMade that I'm playing. But outside that, I'm just waiting for the Web.com tour to start in um, in kind of mid December or January there. All right, let me uh, let me grab uh, a couple of things off your Twitter feed here that caught my eye over the last little while. One of them was a persimmon driver that I noticed, a Link Soul persimmon driver that you were using as a training aid. Is that right? Well, I use it. Yeah, I use it for uh, for trying to, you know, you know, maximize impact really. And um, you know, it's just you swing the old persimmon drivers just a little bit differently. You know, you have to. There's more of a tempo involved. There's um, a little more patience, I guess, involved, and, and a little more precision. And you know, and then that translates to you know the new equipment. You know, when you're when your timing's a little bit better, you're hitting the ball in the middle of the face. You know, I don't have the obviously the greatest speed. I, I don't hit a long way, but for me to maximize my distance, I have to, um, you know, kind of swing within myself and really try to make that center contact. So it's a good way to practice. <laughs> it's it's got to be a little bit uh, unusual to look down and see that small little head again, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah, it's fun. <laughs> you know, to look down there, you know, basically the size even smaller than like a five wood today's five wood, and you know, just the sound and you know. The driving range, one of the driving ranges I practice at, I'll, I'll hit my TaylorMade driver and hit it halfway up the fence on this with the TaylorMade driver, and I'll take out my old Cleveland Classic, or I'll use the Link Soul driver uh, for Simmons, and the thing's bouncing 20 yards short of the fence on the fly. So it's, you know, see, that, see that difference about 50 yards in the air is quite different. <laughs> now, all right, you, you mentioned a, a little match that you have going. Uh, I understand that you and Dean Wilson are going to take on uh, some some younger bucks, are you? Yes, we are. Um, you know, 
Dean, Dean put this together uh, last year with um, called the Wishbone Brawl, and it was um, you know a way to raise money uh, for charities that uh, he, himself and uh, John Ashworth are involved with with uh, the little golf course they co-own out there uh, called Goat Hill State Park, and we put it together last year. It was really successful, um, and he asked me to do it this year. Um, they had Chris Riley and uh, Xander and Charlie and Dean last year, and I'm replacing Chris this year, but I think Chris is still involved, and I'm just looking forward to it. You know, Dean's so, called the team at line, and you know, we played lots of golf together, so we'll, we're going to take on the Young Bucks. So Charlie Hoffman and Xander Schaffer, that's that's a uh, pretty big task to take on for you old vets. Exactly, but we have, uh, you know, we're, we're using persimmon woods, so I, I hope the uh, driving disparity and distance won't be that much, and you know, Dean knows, knows his way around this course a lot, you know, he plays there all, all the time, he has his... Uh, there's a little boy that he takes out there all the time, and um, so maybe a little course knowledge will help us out. <laughs> well, it's got to be a little bit of fun and uh, a relaxing time, I'm sure, uh, and as yeah. well for a good cause. Um, yeah. Your is your just as we wrap up here is your your drive, your thirst to to keep playing the same as it always has been. Yeah, I'm I'm very excited about my game. I think you know, I always am. You know, I love I love the game. I, I I'm grateful to, that I had the career I had and, and that I can play a sport I love for as long as I've been able to do it. And and now with a little change with um, with Jason and Mark and give me an even more of a boost that I'm seeing some really good things. You know, I hadn't played in, in a tournament in almost two months. I went down to Vegas, shot 67, and it was a very easy 67 and just missed, you know, qualifying by a shot. And so the signs are there. There's, there's good things happening. So, yeah, I'm excited to get a full season on the web and see what I can do. All right. Well, we'll let you attend to uh, more serious things right away, and uh, and I uh, hope everything is safe with uh, with your daughter. And uh, best of luck, and we'll look for you in the new year on the web tour. Thanks, Bob. Appreciate it. Okay. Take care. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by the TP5 and TP5 X Golf Ball. Five layers make it exactly like nothing else. Visit TaylorMadeGolf.ca to switch today. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by JPSM Golf, Canada's leading distributor of electric walking golf trolleys, including Kart Tech, Moto Caddy, and Stewart Golf Dream Machines. Visit jpsmgolf.com. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to the best of Golf Talk Canada as we take a look back at some of our best interviews in the last four or five months. We've heard from Nick Taylor and Adam Hadwin, Mike Weir. We're going to switch gears a little bit now as we have the pleasure of dealing with Golf Away Tours. It's golfawaytours.com. They are the travel experts that we partner with here on Golf Talk Canada. I've had the pleasure of seeing some wonderful parts of the world with Golf Away Tours, Scotland and Ireland, just to name a couple of spots. And TJ Rules, the man behind Golf Away Tours. And he had some exciting news that he wanted to share with us near the end of 2018, uh, partnering with a new company, uh, One Ocean Expeditions. Uh, One Ocean is a cruise liner, a different way of seeing Scotland, Ireland, and even the East Coast. You can see East Coast Canada and play great places like Cabot Links and PEI and places of that nature and do it on a cruise line. I've done Scotland and I've done Ireland many times, but I've never done it this way. And if you do it by the ocean, you get to see some parts that are 
kind of, a, I would say, a little difficult to get to by automobile. It's a unique experience, a five-star way of doing it. And TJ shared the news with us here on Golf Talk Canada and just talk Scotland, Ireland, and travel in general. Here we are with TJ Rule. TJ, we've spoken a little bit about this off mic, and I wanted to get you on the show because what a unique way of a golf vacation, a new company, Ocean One, or One Ocean, excuse me, that you're now partnering with. And I've done this trip or, or portions of this trip before, and I know a lot of our listeners have as well. But if you're thinking of doing it again, or you're thinking of doing it for the first time, this is an incredibly unique way of experiencing the greatest Lynx golf courses of the world. Yeah, and you know we've been I've been on the air with you quite a few times talking about Ireland and Scotland, and um, you know you know I love it over there, and uh, the Lynx golf courses over there are amazing. And this is just a unique way, like you said, of, of really seeing some great golf courses, um, some a little bit off the beaten path even, and then some of them top twenty, top thirty in the world, and doing it while staying on a ship, uh, being at sea at night. Um, a cool, uh, you know, cruise that that is just a, a unique experience to go in and experience some of the best golf courses, links golf courses in the world. So, give us an idea of, of what it's like to experience a, a world class luxury golf trip on on a cruise liner. Uh, where do you fly into? Uh, where where's, where does it start? Uh, what type of accommodations are there on the ship? What kind of ship are we talking about here? Uh, this is brand new to all of us, TJ. Yeah, this, that's what's really cool about this. So this is a Canadian company, uh, One Ocean Expeditions, that we've partnered with, and they've just uh, they've really focused in the past on Arctic expeditions and Antarctic expeditions. So their ships are really um, based on on those types of trips and scientific trips, uh, research trips. And now they've just gotten into these uh, these golf trips. So the ships are actually old expedition or scientific expedition ships that they've retrofitted into a sort of, as they call it, a floating hotel. And so the rooms, <clears throat> there's, a, there's a great variety of rooms, anything from, you know, three single beds in a room for, for somebody who wants to go, uh, you know, as cheap as possible up to these beautiful suites. And the, the ships aren't all that big. I think the the one that goes over to Ireland and Scotland only has about 150 people on board. They have a ton of staff. So it's really based on, Great service, but it's not a massive ship like you would see, you know, in the Caribbean or down in the Mediterranean. So, um, you know, they can get around. And, and the unique thing about about this ship is that they don't come into port. What they do is they come up close to the golf course. You jump on a Kodiak, and they bring you right up onto the beach at the golf course, which is a pretty cool experience. Yeah, so you just you just get off at the beach, you walk up to the golf course under the first tee, boom, you play golf. So you're not going into a port and then driving an hour and a half to a golf course. So that's a really unique part about this uh, about this ship as well. So the, the trip they have, the first golf trip they did last year, this past year, was on the east coast of Canada. And they're doing that one again next year. We can touch on that later. But this is the first one they're doing in the U.K. and Ireland. And it starts in Dublin. So you start in Dublin and you head up to uh, Macrahanish in, in Scotland, which, uh, which is such a, a cool spot. It's very remote, so it's hard to get to on a normal Scottish golf trip. Um, it's an old Tom Morris golf course. Some say it's the best first tee shot in the world. You're right on the edge of the of the sea, and you're hitting over the beach. It's a pretty spectacular uh, spectacular setting in, in a top 100 golf course in the world. And then you go from there back over to Ireland to play at Ballyliffin, which is where they hosted the Irish Open this year, uh, and then up to a place called Askernish. Askernish is really unique because it's a golf course that 
um, old Tom Morris built way back in the day, and then it just basically grew over and wasn't a golf course anymore. And about I think eight or ten years ago, they found this golf course and they said we have to we have to bring this back to life. So they basically just cut the grass, and it's this old Tom Morris golf course that's just so natural and unique, and and not a lot of people get to play it because it's way up in the uh, in the islands uh, west of Scotland. Um, so that's a pretty cool experience. And then beyond that, you go back, you go around Scotland and you go to like Royal Dornick, which is top 20 in the world. You go around to Aberdeen and play either Royal Aberdeen or Cruden Bay and then end, end in Edinburgh. So it's a pretty good cross-section of golf courses. Some amazing cross-sections, edge of world, end of the universe type of golf. And then, you know, top 10, you know, Royal Dornock, top 10 in the world type of links. Uh, what a unique way to get around. Uh, so obviously a bunch of different uh, accommodation options, like you mentioned there, so you can go as high end as you want or, or as entry level as you want. But I'm assuming you eat most of your meals on the ship. There's a chef, uh, so you're eating and, and, and kind of gathering with the other people on the boat. Yeah, that's right. All that's included, uh, food and drink. and uh, It's an all-inclusive experience. And, and again, the service on these things is just is just top notch because there's you know there's there's one staff for every four people on board so it's a it's a pretty high end uh, trip but the price point is really good and right now the reason we're really talking about this right now is they're offering a great deal right now if you if you buy this uh, a spot on on this trip before November fifteenth they're offering a thousand dollars off so right now the the deal is just is just incredible people should really jump on it we have in, more information on the trip on our website golfawaytours.com people can go there and take a look at it links into where the uh, uh, some information on the ship and the rooms that are available and the suites that are available, uh, all the pricing is there. This trip, uh, to start off, it starts off at like just over $4,000, and that's before the uh, the discount. So, um, you know, and if you want to go up to the uh, to the suites, it's about $9,000. These are U.S. prices. But, I mean, compared to what you can pay on other ships and other golf cruises, this is an incredible deal and a really cool experience. You know, what also is nice about this, TJ, from a guy who's done this a few times, some of the greatest challenge or one of the biggest challenges on a trip like this is you, you do so much land, you get very adventurous because you want to get to these golf courses and you end up packing again, unpacking, packing again, switching hotel rooms. And uh, it's just part of the journey. It's tiring. But what this is such a nice way of doing it where, you, you know, you don't have to unpack. You just, you're kind of, the, the, the ship is your home for the week. What a lovely way to experience this. Now, you, you teased something earlier in the interview about uh, potentially doing a similar trip like this to eastern Canada, and I know the Gulf in eastern Canada now is as good as it gets uh, almost anywhere in the world. Uh, tell us a little bit about that, and I got to I gotta guess that Cabot and Links and Cabot Cliffs is part of this adventure. That's a good guess, Mark. In fact, it's where they start this trip, and um, they did this one this past, uh, this past June uh, as their initial golf voyage, and uh, it had it came back with some rave reviews and basically it starts with uh you know a couple rounds at Cabot you play both the courses at Cabot and then you go around uh and over to Prince Edward Island play Crowbush Cove uh and then up into some uh very uh, remote islands Ile de la Madeleine where there's a nine hole golf course um and then over to uh Highlands Links um and then down to Sable Island so it's got a good mixture of uh, of locations where they stop off and there's you know some pretty cool golf obviously there from top 100 in the world or top heck top 10 in the world like Cabot to some remote golf courses like that one on the other land 
And um, and then there's also some cool sort of non-golf stuff as well. You can do sea kayaking, you can do paddle boarding, and they have a good non-golf program as well. And it's something I didn't touch on for the for the other trip. They do have a non-golf program for those who want to bring maybe a spouse that doesn't golf or a friend that doesn't golf. Um, so there's that as well. But this trip is uh, is pretty cool because, as you said, uh, Eastern Canada is becoming uh, a pretty well-known golf destination with Cabot coming on board. And, uh, but it's not the only spot to golf out there with, with Highlands Links and Crowbush Cove and some other great courses on the East Coast. Uh, TJ, before we let you go, because obviously we're on to have you on today to talk about uh, this cruise opportunity because it's unique, it's new, they've got an offering. Uh, if, if you want to jump on this and you're thinking about Ireland or Scotland for next year and you, and you want to do something completely different, now's a good time because uh, this is a, is a special way of doing it and they've got a great price. But yeah, for our listeners in southern Ontario, and I know a lot of our listeners coast to coast across Canada have been dealing with this for a while. Our friends listening out in Edmonton, I know for sure, have been dealing with this. Uh, but uh, southern Ontario, certain parts woke up to snow for the first time uh, this year, uh, this week. Oh, how depressing is that? Uh, Very. Too soon, my friend. But, too uh, soon. If you want to, if you just looked out your window and went, I'm not ready for this. Uh, Calgon, take me away. I want to get out of here and go play some golf. Uh, what's a great southern destination right now? If you just wanted to bolt, don't need a lot of time, don't need a lot of uh, pre-planning, but you want to play some great golf in shorts and a shirt. Where, where, where should they be going right now? Yeah, and it is a time to start thinking about that, isn't it, Sandy? But uh, you know, the this is the time of year where if you want to extend your golf season, um, the rates down in, in the Caribbean and, and in the U.S., uh, for the most part, are really good in, from here until December. Now, the high seasons typically kick in in January and February, but a lot of those resorts are really looking for people to come down in November and early December because they're a little bit quieter, so they give us some great rates. One of the resorts that we've talked about a little bit before, you visited it, and the PGA Tour is going to be there next month, is Mayacoba down in Mexico. And we have a great relationship with the, with the Fairmont there, and they really push us to try to get people down in November and December. So the rates they're giving us right now for like an all-inclusive five-star resort with a PGA Tour quality golf course are, are really, really good. So that's one spot that we'd recommend. Um, there are so many good spots, though, as you know, in the Caribbean. Like uh, Jamaica has some great golf and, and some really nice resorts in the Montego Bay area. Uh, Casa de Campo, as we've talked about before, is, is an amazing resort uh, with great golf. And, and, uh, and again, they're looking for people to come down at this time of year. So there are so many different options, but this is a good time to, to travel between now and Christmas because the rates are really good. My favorite Caribbean golf resort in the world is Casa de Campo, so, and I've said that on the air many times. But that Fairmont at Mayacoba is tremendous. And uh, from just a resort standpoint, man, I'm working the OHL Classic Mayacoba this year as well, TJ, but I got stuck with the studio gig in Washington. So, uh, ah, too bad. <laughs> my, three, my three years in a row at the Fairmont is uh, the streak is over. The streak is over. That's too bad because it is a pretty cool spot. You know, it's unique with all the – uh, you know, canals through it is like Venice, right? Where you go like paddling down the canals and it's got a beautiful beach area and of course an awesome golf course. So yeah, yeah it's a really Mrs. cool golf spot. This is Golf Talk Canada. Not too happy about missing that one. This year, so. <laughs> TJ, thank you as always. It's TJ Rule, Golf Away Tours. Uh, get out there, experience uh, the world and do it through Golf Away Tours. TJ, always a pleasure. Talk to you soon, buddy. Thanks so much, Mark. This segment of Golf Talk Canada presented by Acura was brought to you by JPSM Golf. Canada's leading distributor of electric walking golf trolleys, including Kart Tech, Moto Caddy, and Stewart Golf Dream Machines. Visit jpsmgolf.com.
This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of Golf Talk Canada is brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit weathertech.ca. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada as we wrap up hour one. Stay tuned. We got 60 more minutes of the best of GTC. And don't forget, we launch February 2nd, season nine of Golf Talk Canada Radio, where Stephen Ames had a great outing this year, especially in the playoffs on the Champions Tour. He played wonderful down the stretch. And Bob had a chance to speak with the former Players Champion and now Champions Tour star, Stephen Ames. And joined now on the line by Stephen Ames, who is uh, heading to the Charles Schwab Championship, the uh, finale for the Champions PGA Tour Champions. I keep calling it Champions Tour, but it's actually PGA Tour <laughs> Champions now. But a uh, uh, good feeling to be playing in, in that event, because that's uh, where you want to get to at the end of the year, isn't it? Pretty much, you do. Um, you know, I was, out of, I was outside of the picture looking in last week, and uh, I had to bring in my relief caddy, my son Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> We, um, you know, he came out with me this year in a Pebble Beach, and we had such a good time together. And I went, "You would like to do this again?" He's like, "Yeah, I'd love to." So he came out. He's been very positive with me on the bag, and um, we had a lot of fun, and it showed. My play was very good this this weekend past. So, so when you, when you're relaxed, when you're having fun, when you're enjoying time with your son, it translates into into the way you're hitting your golf shots as well. Is that what you're saying? Well, some respect. It's you know I'm never getting upset with myself because when I put it in the trap or something, he's like, "Ah, oh, it's okay, there. You're good at bunker shots." Those are kind yeah. of the remarks that you're getting from him, and I was like shocked myself. So, <laughs> um, it worked out well, you know. Having your biggest fan on the bag that certainly helps. It's uh, yeah, it I, I don't know how would how would you uh, how would you characterize your year this so so far this season? It's been pretty solid, as I said. You're the tour championship, but you didn't get the win like you had last year. But of course, that's what we no. don't do. But but what, what's the year been like for you overall? It's been weak with the putter, unfortunately. My uh, ball striking has been very good, consistent enough to be there. And uh, overall, I look at my my show game and my putt. Well, show game was due to um, wrong club in my bag, bounce wise. So I've learned a lot there. But I think putting for sure has been my weakest, my uh, big downfall for the year of not winning. And and is that the most frustrating club to have? go that way yeah <laughs> yeah it is it certainly has been for me because i'm i'm averaging more than i did per green hit than i did when i was playing the pga tour so maybe it's, wow. maybe because a lot of shorter golf courses but at the same time i'm i've still got the length so i can get up on most par fives and that's where i'm scoring because i'm getting up on two and two buddy right but yeah. i'm not capitalizing on the fact that i'm hitting my wedges and sandwiches close to the hole and making the putts so that's Overall, that's where I'm losing my shots, is on my putting. It, it does seem, just looking and following you on social media and things, though, that you are having yeah. the time of your life playing out there right now. It seems like you're enjoying yourself week in and week out. Is that true? It is, without a doubt. You know what? It's, there's, let's put this way. There's no reason for me to be angry about life right now. I'm playing golf <laughs> for a living. We have, we have a great bunch of guys that are out there on tour right now and we have a wonderful 19th hole a lot of the wives are out there with us and we have a very big social aspect of the game when we're finished playing so it's been fun last last three years has been a lot of fun for me and i'm enjoying everything right now about golf and life 
Do you think do you think a lot of um, fans kind of underestimate though the the quality of golf and the intensity of what's going on out in that Champions Tour? Yeah, I think they do. They don't realize how well Bernard's playing, as an example. Yeah, he's yeah he's playing phenomenal. He has for the last six years. He's been playing so well, and it's like again he's up for another charge for another charge world leader again. So it's hard. It's hard to take him off the top there right now, and everybody has to play. Smarter, better, and um, make more putts, and uh, he'll come down. But he's 61 now; he's still going strong. It's like holy, it's unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, he was—he's was competitive. <laughs> he's been competitive at the Masters the last couple of years as well at 61. Exactly. So that tells you a lot right there. He's competitive with the younger guys who are hitting it 50 by him. <laughs> are you are you are you still working out in the gym? Still trying to keep strong? I know that oh, was yeah. a big part of your uh, of your career in the regular tour. It has, yes, it has. Still doing everything that I've almost as regimented as I was in the PGA Tour, but not quite. But I have a wife that puts that pushes me a lot more into the gym now than yeah than I have been. <laughs> <laughs> you did sort of hint there a couple of comments about 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 how much how much life is good and and everything in life seems to be settled in for you right now. You seem to be in a pretty good place with your kid on your bag. You got a new wife out of the tour and enjoying yourselves. It's uh it's nice to be Stephen Ames right now, I guess. Yes, it is for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what can we expect? Uh, what can we expect uh, at, uh, at the Charles Schwab Cup Championship? At uh, I know the Phoenix Country Club, and uh, looks like you guys are uh, in for a little bit of a roll. You had a good week last week, or at, at the, yeah. to, as you said, to get into this. What can we expect from you this coming week? I'm looking for the same role to, to keep going. The last two weeks I've played in the, the last group, and the last two events that I've played, so I know my game is there. The golf course is a very simple old style golf course right in front of you, bunker left, bunker right, put the ball in play and make the putts. Um, I'm going to go down early, work on my putting, get some work done on that, because I can't do much here in Vancouver right now. It's <laughs> pouring rain. Right. <laughs> so, I know. So, I'm looking forward to getting down to some sunshine, some sunshine, and then, uh, like I said, putting my time in, working on the game and uh, my putting, and uh, go from there. But and, and um, what, and I was going to say, what's up for the off-season after you get through that week? Well, then we come back to Vancouver and we leave the 17th to head down to Turks. Mm. I can do a lot of practice down there. <laughs> yeah, there's not much rain <laughs> in the Turks, is there? <laughs> no, there isn't. <laughs> well, that's good. Well, best of luck at the Charles Schwab Cup Championship. We'll uh, we'll keep an eye on you and, uh, and best of luck for 2019 as well. Thank you very much, Bob. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit weathertech.ca. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Golf Talk Canada. For blogs, show archives, video highlights, and TV schedule, visit us online at golftalkcanada.ca. We'll be right back with more GTC. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. To plan your next golf holiday, visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. 
Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada, hour two of our best of special. We're back February the 2nd for season nine of GPC. Well, Bob and I had an opportunity to speak with the CEO of Golf Canada, Lawrence Applebaum. What a great job he's done this year and the Golf Canada team, a tremendous national championship and quite the year on Canadian soil. Here's Bob and I with Lawrence Applebaum. Lawrence Applebaum joining us now. Lawrence, thanks for uh, getting up and doing this with Bob and I. Uh, it's a, it's a good to hear from you, Mark, and good morning, Mr. Weeks. How are you? Well, I understand you want to tell us a personal story to start things off. I'm a little nervous to give uh, you the free uh, reign on that, okay. but go ahead. <laughs> well, I, I, I will tell you that uh, listening to your personal highlights this year, I, 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 had, to, I had to tell you guys about uh, one of our highlights of this week. We're, we're doing a ton of work um, behind the RBC Canadian Open for, for 2019, as you know, and one of the really exciting things is is to talk about the qualifying and how you get into this event and and how you get into future events such as the U.S. Open and and the British Open as it's as it's developing with our new date. And so the team and I are going through some of the qualifying history and who's done well and who we've had up here to play. And Bob, I'm gonna I'm gonna put you on the spot. I'm gonna ask you: Do you know who was leading our qualifier, the RBC? Canadian Open qualifier in 2011. Uh, Mark Sakino? Your co-host. He was <laughs> Are you leading, kidding? No, I'm not kidding. You birdied number one, right? and you're leading the field. <laughs> there was you go. You're the first guy <laughs> you on the golf course. One, you're leading the field at the club at Bonhead. Do you remember the feeling? Uh, <laughs> no, because that day, I got to tell you, I do remember the day you're talking about, and I believe, I could be wrong because my memory, I'm getting old, Lawrence, but I think Brian McCann ended up winning that qualifier in a playoff, I believe. Yeah. Or, or was it Derek Gillespie? No, you ha- you have it right. Brian McCann okay. won it in a playoff. Okay, and and and, and I'm gonna. That's where the highlight was for you. Right, because burying one. Oh, it was awful then, after that. And then you were not in the playoff. Yeah, all I, I tell re- you right now. Well, all I recall though is the scores for a Canadian Open qualifier. I recall. I recall the scores being astronomically high that day, like off the charts high that day at Bonhead. Well, the wind was crazy, and Bonhead's a tough, tough golf course to begin with. But the wind that day, was off the charts crazy. So we're going to lobby and, for uh, one whole qualifier from now on. I did on not handle. Let's just put it this way: I did not handle it, the win very well. But, yeah, because uh, I think I think your 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 listenership needs to understand that after the circle of number one, yeah, there were a lot of square figures yeah. after that. <laughs> there were a number of square figures, and, uh, and 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 the dreaded. Laurel and Hardy even creeped in. Oh, no. A thin man oh, and a fat man. Boy. A <laughs> oh, so boy. Otherwise, 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 it was a great day. It was wonderful. <laughs> and I just wanted to say that we have your scorecard framed, the one-hole qualifier. <laughs> I love it. Leaving. I love it. Uh, Lawrence, uh, it was a great year for you. I think it was a great year. Uh, RBC Canadian Open uh, with a new spot on the schedule uh, leading into the U.S. Open, which I think will have even more impact in 2020 when the U.S. Open's at Wingfoot. We saw growth uh, in in the game in several categories in Canada. Uh, In a way, a very uh, kind of romantic goodbye to Glen Abbey with world number one winning uh, Dustin Johnson, our national championship. You've got to be happy. Never mind what Brooke did in in the ladies uh, game and on Canadian soil. This has to be a big year for you yeah and uh i appreciate the compliments but i will tell you that i think it was an amazing year for golf 
2018 will go down as a, a phenomenal year for Canadian golf and some of the highlights that we had and sharing it with you both was uh, was really quite a, quite amazing and, and probably you know you alluded to it earlier Bob is is the win by our young Brooke Henderson and win number seven Canadian Open victory um, in Regina Saskatchewan it, it, the, the LPGA Tour has gone on to say it was the greatest crowd of the last three years, including majors. They replayed that event three times on, on golf, on the golf channel. Um, and they played it live, obviously on TSN, which was one of the great TV moments of sports in Canada for 2018. So to see Brooke, um, she's a, a proud member and graduate of our national team program. And, and we're so proud of what she's done and she's become not only uh, an incredible Canadian golf story, a world golf story, and, and a really impressive young woman. And we're so proud uh, of the year she's had. And then, as you, as you mentioned, the success we've had with the RBC Canadian Open, having DJ uh, win, uh, Team RBC member, and, and what we were able to do with um, in 2019. You know, we want to welcome everyone to the Hamilton Golf and Country Club for our new date June 3rd to 9th. Um, it's going to be a dynamic week, uh, the week prior to the U.S. Open, uh, the week prior to uh, your your home away from home club, Mark, in Pebble Beach. <laughs> um, but it's just going to be, it's going to be a celebration of Canadian golf in 2019. And, and uh, we had overall golf rounds were up, play was up. We had a phenomenal weather year, which helped everybody. But I'm also really buoyed by the successes of some of the big players in golf, you know, Adidas had a, a phenomenal year with their with their financial results, and and our partner at, at, at Akushnet Canada um, launched new products and had an incredible success. And then I'm also not shy to to share, you know, I know a big partner of of the show and and golf is is TaylorMade, who had a, a wonderful year. I, I ran into David Bradley earlier this week, and and he just said they they've gone from strength to strength. So just across the board, we're, we're just couldn't be more pleased about the year of 2018. Uh, which which is interesting. Uh, one thing I, I saw you uh, involved in or quoted in a little bit earlier um, in the month was was one of the candidates for a mayor in the city of Toronto was talking about perhaps closing down some um, Toronto municipal golf courses. And she was using some figures that were, I think, a little outdated in terms of golf participation. Just taking what you had, all that information you just gave us, all that great news, how do we get that out there and try and dispel a lot of these truths? What's what's the is there a plan? Is there a does golf have a a, a job to do? And I'm including ourselves in this, not just Golf Canada, but does golf have a job to do to try to spread the good news? Well, I, I think you first you allude to a little bit of the minor topics of the of the mayoralty race and. Having John Tory um, win win the race and and have a second term, um, the mayor is a major big fan of golf. He loves to play. I think he probably played once this year. He said, but he's a, <laughs> such a proponent of public golf. He's such a proponent of uh, the the golf courses that we're we're blessed with in the city, and he's a major supporter. and And I just thought it was uh, an odd platform for the challenging candidate to talk about you know the lack of use at at courses like 
Don Valley and Scarlet Woods and Antonia. And, and, you know, as, as Toronto, Toronto kids growing up, uh, you know, my dad used to drop me off at Tam O'Shanner and, and, and play there. And, and you look at the tee sheets in these city golf courses, you can't get on. Right. I mean, I mean, they're back-to-back play, they're heavy play, they're affordable, um, and they're fun. And, and, and uh, you know, it goes out to all the benefits that these city golf courses give people who, who live in the GTA and can get to it in an affordable way and, and, and access, you know, first experience in golf. But what we what we try to do is, is, is uh, as members of this uh, golf industry is we're trying to share uh, the bigger news that golf is one of the great sports for a lifetime. Uh, not only I'm talking about physical benefits, but mental health benefits, and for getting people out uh, outside and off screens and competitive and inclusion, and you know it's it's it's. There, there was a World Golf Health Day that the, that the RNA organized uh, two weeks ago, and one of the benefits they talk about is the number one sport for um, former military people who are suffering from PTSD. Uh, it, it's a great mental, as, as as all people are probably golfers know this. It's one of the most challenging, frustrating games, but it's so good for you mentally and physically. And so as part of uh, the golf association, or I would say the golf industry, we tr- we've worked very hard to, to share the message of the economic benefits of golf, the societal benefits, the social benefits, you know, the, the charitable benefits. Golf gives more than $500 million to charity in this country every single year. Amazing. And that's more, that's than, unreal. It's more than It's more than any other of the sports combined. And so we all we all get involved in charity golf tournaments. We try and uh, share all the benefits of, of what it is that we love about it. And uh, and uh, you know I always joke about it is you know what's the injury in golf? The injury in golf is a, a twisted wrist or a little bit of golf elbow, but there's no concussions. Yeah. Um, uh, so there's no there's no uh, there's there's very few serious injuries unless you're you know too close to my backswing. Um, <laughs> But but I, I really do think we're trying to do do a, do a better job of communicating, and a lot of that has to do what we try and do at Golf Canada, and what our partners are doing. And I will ask you guys, you know, you might as well put it on your schedules now, is that May first is going to be National Golf Day in Canada, yeah. and um, it's something that we're going to encourage everyone to take the day off, play golf, bring out your friends, take your kids. We're just going to encourage everyone in the golf industry to. Make May first um, a real a real cal- you know calendar marker for people, and uh, we just want to spread spread the gospel and bring more people to golf. Well, there you have it. Breaking news: May first, National Golf Day. Uh, looking forward to that. I can't. We only have about a minute left, Lawrence. Uh, before I let you go, I got to ask you something uh, because Bob and I. Well, first off, Bob and I were traveling when you had the the media day at Hamilton, mm. uh, so we didn't get to see any of the changes. So before I let you go, I was just wondering if you give us the Coles Notes versions of maybe some of the changes at, at Hamilton, and also have to have you in studio. Would love to get you in uh, with maybe Kevin Thistle and do a, a Canadian roundtable at great. some point over the winter. I think it's long overdue, so extending the invite, and we'll follow up with you off air for that. But before uh, before we let you go uh some of the changes i hear there was some uh, uh lo- lots of tree removal and a very very different look to hamilton for uh for our national championship next year 
Yeah, I think um, the first thing everyone says who's been to Hamilton before and they haven't been back is the club has done a masterful job in just opening up the golf course. So there's been significant tree removal, which has actually helped the golf course really grow and build in. And, you know, it's the 100th anniversary of the Canadian Open playing at Hamilton Golf and Country Club. It was the last time that Bobby Jones stepped down in Canadian soil. Um, the same rotation that they've had in previous Open finishing on, on the south course, uh, you will be incredibly impressed with the inf- infrastructure that they've been at Hamilton. Uh, the golf course had a wonderful year growing. The, the club has done uh, really a fantastic job of, of sort of elevating the entire experience. And I think that what we've gotten feedback from the PGA Tour players, which is probably the thing that uh, really put things over the edges, they can't wait to come back. They love the classic design. They love the golf course. We are going to have a dynamic field. And uh, not only do I accept the invitation uh, to join uh, Kevin Thistle and joining you both in studio, I'm challenging you two to come out and see some of the changes in early spring so that you can really share your opinions and how you feel it's playing because it's got, it's got some great teeth and it's got uh, some incredible putting surfaces. So really looking forward to the RBC Canadian Open uh, June 3rd to 9th and a, a real opportunity for us to be in the city of Hamilton and, and experience everything great uh, that the tournament has to give. So thank you for your time and you're both doing a and, wonderful job. Thank you. And not to forget the CP Women's Open at, at uh, Magna Golf Course too. Yes, that's all the other way. Lawrence, thank you so much and we'll follow up on all of it and great job and count Bob and I in for any kind of support and thanks for taking the time this morning. Okay, thank you all and appreciate all that you do. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. To plan your next golf holiday, visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of Golf Talk Canada is brought to you by Cedar Bray Golf Club. Don't wait to play one of Canada's top 100 golf courses. Pay $500 towards your 2019 membership and play the rest of 2018 for free. Visit cedarbraygolfclub.com today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada as we... Head down the back nine of our best of special here. We're back February the 2nd for season nine. Bob and I have the opportunity to speak to all of our pros on tour, on all tours. And Corey Connors, he's one of them, and he's back on the PGA Tour. In fact, off to a very solid and decent start for the 2018-2019 season. Bob had the opportunity to sit down with Corey Connors. I'm joined now by Corey Connors, who is uh, in Las Vegas getting ready for the next tournament on the stop and uh Corey, you had quite a week last week and uh, we'll start with the on-course activities um congratulations what great performance how does it feel to to notch that i know you would have liked to have won but how does it feel to notch that runner-up finish yeah thanks uh it feels pretty pretty awesome um yeah pretty proud of the way i played particularly on sunday to give myself a chance um put some pressure on the eventual winner cam uh so it was yeah, it was great to be in the mix and yeah, really happy with the the finish. I, I felt really good about my game for a long time now, so nice to 
kind of see some of the work uh, pay off with a good result. You had a history in the last year, I won't say history, but last two times you were in that last group of not being able to play well on Sunday. When you got to the course this time around on Sunday morning, did you sense it was going to be a different kind of day? Yeah, I definitely did. Um, I just felt way more relaxed going into Sunday's round uh, than I had in the previous few times, and I think those other experiences definitely helped prepare me for that. Um, but, yeah, I just took things slow, um, was really focused on my game plan, and yeah, just all day was felt comfortable and just really relaxed out there. So, um, yeah, kind of happy to have had those other experiences to draw off of, and uh, wrote a bunch of things down from that I learned from those uh, two times last year, the last season, I guess, from the same calendar year that I didn't perform that well on on Sunday, and kind of learned things from other people as well, and yeah, just felt really comfortable. Um, had a lot of trust in my game. I felt like my game was really sharp, which definitely helped. Um, was playing well. Uh, so uh, just able to focus on trying to hit good golf shots. And, yeah, it uh, worked out pretty well. It's, it's pretty fair to say that uh, that you didn't lose that tournament. You got beat by a guy who played pretty well on the back nine, although I'm sure on the <laughs> when you guys were making the turn to go to the back side, it was uh, anybody's ball game. Yeah, definitely. I, I, yeah, I knew there was lots of golf to play. I started the day with a four-shot deficit and was able to make that all up on the front nine, which was awesome. And Nick was really confident heading into the back nine. Played played pretty solid. Uh, yeah, could have maybe made a, a couple putts. I think uh, a bit of a turning point on number 15. I drove the green, had a pretty good look for eagle six or seven feet away. Um, kind of a tough putt. I had a good putt, didn't go in. And he ended up having a, a really nice up and down for birdie there. So we had the hole. I think if I could have maybe buried that eagle putt, it would have given me a bit of a charge for the uh, rest of the round. But yeah, it was definitely was anyone's game. He had a good finish to his round, and uh, yeah, he's a deserving champion. <laughs> um, it, 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 I know that you would have liked to have got the win because there's lots of stuff that goes with it, but it's, it's got to be nice to feel um, that you've got a good start and a good head start, I guess, on, on a lot of people and, and to get yourself into a better position than you ended up with uh, this past year being in that, that 126 to 150 category. Now you're almost almost a third of the way or maybe closer to a half the way home to the points you would need uh, if we were compared to, to, to last season, I guess, on the FedEx Cup. Yeah, definitely. I knew I was going to have not quite as many opportunities this season, um, but still going to have plenty of chances to play and get into plenty of events. Uh, but I was yeah, really trying to get off to a good start to the season. I know it's important to not uh, not leave things until the end, try to get get ahead of it. And um, yeah, I feel, feel like my game is good enough to be one of the top players on tour. So not um, yeah, not trying to limit myself to getting into the top 125 this year. I feel like I can uh, achieve much more than that. So, uh, yeah, but getting off to a good start is, is really important. It gives me a lot of confidence, yeah, kind of going to these next couple events for the fall and then ultimately uh, into the new year. How how much easier do you think it's going to be this year, uh, having gone through once as a, as a rookie, seeing all these courses for the first time, learning different things you got to learn to, to be a PGA Tour player. How much easier is it going to be this year around? Yeah, I think it's going to be a ton easier. I, I, like you said, playing all the golf courses last year, uh, get to see them again, and just feel way more comfortable. I've only 
played the, the last few weeks uh, for the second time. And most of my professional career, I've been on new golf courses each year. So being able to play kind of a similar schedule this year, a good memory and can remember a lot of good things that I did last year at each of the golf courses. So try and kind of build off of that and not have to maybe spend as much time out on the golf course uh, trying to learn it because uh, I have seen them before and being able to just kind of fine tune some things in, uh, in practice on the range uh, instead of wearing myself out on the golf course. So I think it's definitely going to be a ton easier this year and I'm really excited to. Uh... Um, you've also, uh, you had a big week last week for another reason, probably a more important reason than, than playing golf and, and getting married to your uh, longtime uh, girlfriend, Mallory. And uh, I guess uh, it was in some ways kind of a nice, substitute for a honeymoon to see you come second out there but but uh but she's got to be uh your biggest fan now i would think if she wasn't before yeah she's amazing she's been my biggest supporter for years and uh it's awesome to be able to sort of share this journey with her and um our, our wedding was amazing and i have yeah i don't know if maybe she would have been happier going somewhere else <laughs> for a honeymoon but uh i think it worked out really well and i'm happy that i played well and we both had an awesome week and yeah, she's she's still with me this week in Vegas. So hopefully, uh, we'll have another good week, and we'll do something nice uh, uh, this winter. You, you've got a honeymoon planned, I hope. We uh, we're, we're working on it. We just bought a new house in in Florida as well, so we move into that in a couple of weeks. So gonna try and do a few things there and get settled, and then uh, then we'll go somewhere on honeymoon. <laughs> that sounds great. Well, Corey, congratulations. Uh, more, first of all, for the wedding, you were for you and Mallory, and, uh, and also on your performance, and, and best of luck this week and for the rest of the, uh, the 2018-19 season. Yeah, thanks, Bob. Appreciate it. This segment of GTC, presented by Acura, was brought to you by Cedar Bray Golf Club. Don't wait to play one of Canada's top 100 golf courses. Pay $500 towards your 2019 membership and play the rest of 2018 for free. Visit cedarbraygolfclub.com today. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Adidas Golf and new Tour 360. Visit adidasgolf.ca. Adidas, geared for more. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sakino and Bob Weeks. We had a tremendous year here on Golf Talk Canada, and we had huge traction on social media, especially on our YouTube channel. Uh, just grew by a thousand percent overnight and we love communicating with you our audience and we couldn't do it without our next guest Chris McKee he's the man behind all social media platforms for Golf Talk Canada he dropped in late in 2018 to speak with Bob and I about the year that was on social media for Golf Talk Canada Mr. Chris McKee McKee what's happening brother Keeping it real as usual. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, buddy, a question for you. Because before we just jump into the year, we had a successful year. Uh, our YouTube uh, channel just went through the roof. Uh, just A lot of changes for us on Golf Talk Canada. But the one thing that you and I have talked about, and it's more of a recent thing. Some players in this game, they throw out a tweet and people go nuts. And then some guys... 
it's like it's like they don't exist. So give us an example of both, and why do you think that is? Because it's not like some of these players that don't get the sizzle, don't get the traction. It's not like they're not successful. In fact, one of them is the player of the year. Yeah, so, I mean, we'll start with the ones that obviously people react to. I mean, Phil Mickelson, and here's the guy that just joined Twitter I mean, what, two, three months ago, and everything he puts out is absolute gold. Still gets reaction on our Golf Talk Canada social media. Tiger, of course, you know, I'm sure you guys have had it on both your social medias where, stop talking about Tiger, stop talking. Well, I'll tell you what, when you guys stop watching Tiger, we'll stop talking about it because (laughs) anything Tiger through the roof. Dustin Johnson, there's a real fascination with DJ, which is funny because he doesn't say anything, but people are still really into him. And the one guy... Brooks Kepka, who, you know, he's the guy that talks to the media. You guys don't give me any respect. You don't give me any love. But I'll tell you, some of the stuff we post on Brooks, and obviously, you know, been the number one player over the past couple weeks here and there, gets zero reaction. It just seems that people on our social media channels just don't care about Brooks Kepka one bit. That's amazing. So, so I got to ask you about a guy who uh, I don't think always works his own Twitter account, but, uh, but is, is still the marquee guy in terms of Tiger Woods, when, when he tweets something out and, and we follow up or when we mention him in any kind of social media, is, is the reaction still massive? Uh, yeah, even, you know, a year or so ago when he, was, he wasn't quite back yet or just easing back, huge reaction. And then obviously, you know, that stretch, you know, in the late summer leading into the Tour Championship, you know, there was a couple times he was close on Saturday and Sunday. Just the numbers absolutely through the roof, literally quadruple the views, the, the likes, the attention. It's, it's just out of this world. McKee, what about this match? The match is coming, uh, was a week yesterday, uh, so November the 23rd, which is the Friday of the American Thanksgiving, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, We threw out the social media question this morning, are you going to watch it? We just started the poll. It's leaning towards no. From a social media standpoint, what's the traction on this thing? Are, Are people caring at all? Or, you know, there's been a lot of negative tweets from players like Justin Thomas and, and Rory McElroy saying, you know, they, in so many words, they don't care. What's your take on this? What are you seeing? Well, the, the overwhelming response, 85 to 90 percent, is people saying, I'm not watching this. Although the beauty of, you know, the, the Internet is that's the, the place where people can be angry, uh, you know, without repercussions. And so I guarantee the people that are hating on it the most, they're the ones that are going to watch it. Remember, I used to talk about that years ago. Like the average listener that likes me listens for whatever thirty minutes, and the person who hates me listens for ninety minutes. And so I think a lot of that that Phil Tiger match. I mean, people they want to hear about it. A lot of the stuff we've been doing, you know, the conversations I've taken from the radio show and putting it on social media, or just some of the other little clips. It's people want to see it. People are interested in it, but I think they just want to kind of. Uh, you know, beat on it for some reason whatsoever. But if you ask me, they'll be watching. If you were to go move past the actual players, what other kind of things move it? I mean, I know yesterday you put up a a little uh, compilation of Mark saying famous tagline (laughs) at the end. But seriously, like, is it golf courses? Is it equipment? What kind of other stuff moves the needle? European tour. Uh, well, that doesn't. I just like to retweet their stuff and post it because it's really good, but it doesn't actually get a ton of views for us. I'll tell you. Now, here's the thing what works on YouTube doesn't necessarily work on Twitter and doesn't necessarily work on Instagram. So, I'll tell you some of the bigger stuff uh, 
on our YouTube channel in 2018. Jordan Spieth's giving the ball across uh, Augusta, at, uh, across the 16th at Augusta, excuse me. Sergio breaking his putter. The John Rom ball marking issue. Mark did a rant. Phil's commercial. The Team USA uh, press conference from the President's Cup. And Bob's weird where he was talking about the South Carolina couple yes. getting it on <laughs> on the golf course. Absolute home run. Yeah. <laughs> but that being said, um, wildlife, uh, our number one tweet in 2018 was a retweet of a bear on the course in Whistler, B.C. Oh, yeah, playing with the flagstick. Yeah. Wasn't that it? So that was our number one tweet. Isn't that amazing? And then on Instagram, our number one most viewed uh, picture on Instagram was when Dustin Johnson came out and talked about his relationship with Paulina. I took oh, a yeah. screenshot of that tweet and put a picture of that on our Instagram, number one most viewed wow. uh, post on Instagram. That was that Dustin Johnson thing? Unreal. We're with Chris McKee, at Mr. McKee. You can follow him on Twitter. Runs and handles all our social media here on Golf Talk Canada. Just talking about the, the year that was uh, on social media. Uh, McKee, big year for us. Uh, huge subscription following to our YouTube channel, uh, which we really tried to concentrate on this year. Uh, from your standpoint, uh, wh- what were some of the things that you loved this year? Well, I know what, stuff that did well for us and mm-hmm. stuff that people tr- uh, tracked mm-hmm. well. But in terms of you, like I know you're, you know, you're all over the stuff all the time. You're on it for your own uh, other other things that you do as well, like the, your mm-hmm. book, your book that you released this year. I know you follow mm-hmm. a lot of college sports and write a lot for uh, U.S. Uh, college basketball and football. What what stuck out for you this year? If there was a tweet of the year or just something along those lines if I were to put you on the spot and ask for something. Well, a, a couple quick ones here. So the one, you know, the PGA kind of cracked down, not just on, on all social media about reposting their stuff. They came down on it. And when you kind of told me like, hey, be careful, we can't use that stuff anymore. I thought, well, what's the point of even having this channel if we can't repost any PGA highlights or anything? And that week, I literally was like, why are we going to do this? was the week of the Women's CP Open. Mm. And that, though Brooke winning, it was literally one of our three biggest weekends. The weekend after we, told, we got told we can't use any PGA stuff yeah. was one of our three biggest weekends of the entire year. <laughs> you know, Bob, Bob on the course with Brooke at the, yeah. you know, on 18 sure. at Wisconsin. That stuff was absolutely huge. Um, great. Anything Brooke does is a massive response. And then for me, for, uh, you know, being at the Canadian Open, when we're there, you know, I got the chance to talk to Dustin Johnson. That clip went viral. One of our best viewed posts on Instagram is Tom, uh, sorry, uh, Tommy Fleetwood talking to Bob Weeks and kind of, you know, cracking a few jokes and that, like, that immediacy being on site at Canadian Open is, is just massive for social media because we're ahead of everyone else. Um, I know that we have a great account and everything works well. When in your mind, in your mind, what are the one? Who are the players who have the most entertaining accounts? Like I like following Eddie Pepperell. Yeah. I think he's. Oh, yeah, I, you know, I wish I, I was telling Mark. I take screenshots of what Eddie posts and send them to Mark privately, but I can't post them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's hysterical. I think uh, yeah. Beef is one of our favorites. Who do, who do you like to follow? Yeah, I love Beef. He's just so much fun. Uh, Tommy Fleetwood's getting pretty good at it. You know, this whole Mollywood, the, the Tommy Fleetwood, Francesco Molinari thing's been really good. You know, a lot of the European stuff, tour stuff, I love it. I know you guys love it. You've talked about it, you know, all throughout the year on the TV show and the radio show. But it doesn't necessarily do well here in Canada. But some of the stuff they're doing is just so much fun. I love watching anything the Europeans do. But, yeah, Tommy Fleetwood's a lot of fun. And in 
still, I mean, everything he posts, you know, he started with the Twitter, and that was, you know, as big as home run as I've ever seen. And now he's on Instagram, and he's putting a little bit of a different content on each one, and it's great. I, I absolutely love it. Uh, I tell you, the the our world changed when uh, when the PGA Tour signs a two billion dollar deal for global digital rights. Uh, all of a sudden, we can't post anything anymore. Yeah. So that became interesting. And you know what? I think the European Tour as a golf brand outside of Europe might be the most untapped source in terms of content. Uh, potential income for people. It comes into North America pretty much for free through that Golf Channel deal. Mm-hmm. That's the only mm-hmm. real content we get outside of social media platforms of the European Tour. And I think there's a huge opportunity there because I think they do things incredibly well. They do things different. They're funny. And they get social media better than almost anybody. And people haven't realized it yet, at least yeah, on this no. side of the Yeah, pond, exactly. So. exactly. Yeah. I'll tell you one before you let me go. Yeah. I got one set of numbers I think you guys will find really interesting is, so obviously this is Golf Talk Canada. On social media, how much of our audience do you think is Canadian? God, I would say, I'm guessing, I don't know this number, I'm going to say 60 to 70%. 10% of our audience is Canadian, which is third. Wow. 50, 50% is American, especially on the YouTube. Right. It's heavily, heavily American. And 11% UK. Wow. So the third biggest audience. Well, for, you know why? That's channels. because Weeks and Zucchino are global brands. That's that <laughs> yeah, is the reason for yeah, that. That's exactly. that's just the reality. Exactly, Mickey. Uh, obviously, you're invited December fifteenth if your work schedule permits. Uh, we will make room for you in studio. It's sold well, out. Uh, we can't yeah. put another person in here for Festivus, but obviously the door is always open for you. And awesome, thank, thank you. you so much for a great job. Uh, incredible year. You did an amazing job as always. Uh, we couldn't do it without you. Uh, if if I if you weren't part of the Golf Talk Canada team, I think Golf Talk Canada might release something once every forty five days on, <laughs> yeah. on a social media platform somewhere. So you did a great job. Have a great day, brother. We'll uh, talk soon. Thank you, too, guys. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Adidas Golf and New Tour Three Sixty. Visit AdidasGolf.ca. Adidas geared for more. This segment of Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura, is brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada as we wrap up today's show. Before we let you go, one more opportunity to speak with one of our better players in the country Canada. We had the opportunity to work with Brad Fritch a few years back as our analyst on our Masters coverage here at TSN. And Bob had a chance to sit down with Brad and talk all things 2018, looking at 2019. And joined now by Brad Fritch, who is the successful qualifier at second stage of uh, Web.com Q School. Brad, uh, thanks for joining us on Saturday morning here. And um, it's got to feel nice to get uh, get through that second stage. Uh, it certainly does. And it's been a little bit of an interesting year for me, so it's nice to see kind of a successful tournament. 
and especially here at the end of the year where I, I mean, I've been working pretty hard, and to see kind of the results down the stretch that I did in this tournament was was pretty gratifying, and uh, looking forward to final stage in December. Now, you uh, you did have some status for next year regardless, but getting through this second stage obviously is the biggest hurdle because now you're guaranteed at least some kind of additional stage. I'm not talking about you personally, but anyone who makes it to the final stage gets some kind of status. Is that not right? That's right, yeah. So my status would have gotten me maybe the first three or four events, not guaranteed, um, but this gives me an opportunity in December to, to gain from that. Um, I think the top 40 get a minimum of eight in the beginning of the year on the web.com tour. So uh, it it gives me an opportunity to go and get that top 40 card and see what I can do from there. Uh, As you mentioned, it's been an interesting year for you. Um, You were, uh, you were called a penalty on yourself. Why don't you tell people a little bit about exactly what happened with that situation? Sure. Yeah. Um, Actually about a year ago, because it was, after second stage of Q school last year, I embarked on a, a weight loss program with a good friend of mine who, who runs a, a weight loss clinic in addition to his chiropractic practice. Um, we decided to go hard for about 40 days. And one of the thing, one of the supplements that he has in his program, which is used by everyone, unfortunately, was a banned substance in our program. And uh, after about two weeks, I was just having a conversation with my brothers about the program and one of my smarter brothers said well you you checked everything was okay with the tour right and in that moment uh, I said no no I didn't and so I submitted all the stuff that uh, was involved in the program to the tour and one came back as a banned substance so um, it was it was just a brain fart basically and uh, you know I had to do what I had to do. So I, I got a three month suspension at the beginning of the year. And what that kind of did was take me out of the first four events of the year. And then, uh, so I couldn't get on the money list. And then, so I was kind of behind the eight ball and wasn't able to, to play the rest of the year. How, how difficult is it for any golfer, but how difficult for, was it for you? You really didn't have a place to play, did you? No, not really. I played a bunch of Monday qualifiers, was only successful in one of them. Um, I did get into one web.com event on my number. I went over to Europe to play two events. I played European Q School. So I kind of did, you know, a, a patchwork schedule and, and really tried to play as much as possible. But at the same time, it was it was something I hadn't experienced in about, I'd say, seven or eight years was that I just didn't know where I was going to be from week to week, and that wasn't uh, wasn't something I dealt with very well. And so hopefully next month when I'm playing, I have that kind of in mind and, and really focus on having somewhere to play next year. Uh, you mentioned you played pretty well in the in this latest qualifier, and I know you made a birdie on the last hole to make the cu- make the cut and, and advance through. Uh, how is your game, and how do you feel about where you where you are with it right now? Uh, I, I feel pretty good. Um, I'm starting to drive the ball so much better than I did last year and the year before, and that, that was something that really helped me back for a couple of years. Uh, i got to improve my putting. My putting is, is just kind of hit or miss. Uh, I had a couple days where I did not putt well. One of them was a 66. I just hit it so good. I had to make some putts. Like, they were so close. 
I think I had three two putts for birdies in that round as well. So, um, you know, the ball striking there, and and when it clicks with the putting, it can be really good. I just got to – I guess I have to work harder. I don't know. It's kind of a, a frustrating deal because I feel like we do the right things and we, and we practice hard and, and just uh, – it's not something that I've – I've never been – an outstanding putter. I've always been a good ball striker, and the putting's always been somewhat of a weakness. Um, I had one year where I putted outstanding, 2012. So I actually went back on videos from the web tour that year and, and tried to see what I was doing. And I called my old caddy and asked him what I did, and we were we conversed for a while about it. We uh, I, I really trying to get back to that point because I putted great that year, and uh, without a win, finished. 18th on the web tour and then finished 8th at Q school and then got my tour card. So um, a lot of good things happen when you see the ball go in the hole. Sure. <laughs> you know you can do it. And listen, I can't let you go without uh, giving me your uh, your opinion and your synopsis on uh, your an- analysis of your Ottawa Senators. <laughs> well, which part? On ice? Off ice? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Boy, what, a, <laughs> what an exciting time. Interesting time. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it's I try not to read too much from outside places because it does, there's a pile on effect and, and it's just, you know, bad news follows them wherever they've gone for the last year and a half. So I try to watch on the ice They're They're kind of a, a team trying to mesh a lot of young kids playing um, a couple of goaltenders that are, that are a little bit older. So we'll see how that translates for the rest of the year. But, um, it's definitely, what is that saying? May you live in interesting times. <laughs> there uh, you definitely, go. <clears throat> that's definitely what's going on in Ottawa right now. All right. Well, uh, well, I hope they rise up just as you have risen up now and uh, moving on. And good luck at final stage. And, and thanks for sharing some time with us this morning. Yeah, you bet, Bob. Thank oh, you. Take care. Well, that does it for today at Golf Talk Canada, our best of special. We're back Saturday, February the 2nd. Across all TSN radio platforms, across the TSN radio network, iHeartRadio, TSN.ca, to kick off Season 9 of Golf Talk Canada. That's right, Season 9. And we're back for Season 5 of Golf Talk Canada television on the week of March the 11th, which I believe is Players' Championship Week. So kicking off TV with a bang. So much to get to in 2019. We want to thank all of our sponsors that are back again with us in 2019. We love doing this show. We love doing Golf Talk Canada. And we thank you so much for being a part of the Golf Talk Canada family. So remember, first good decision on the golf course, it always starts in the closet. Thank you so much for listening. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Golf Talk Canada. For blogs, show archives, video highlights, and TV schedule, visit us online at GolfTalkCanada.ca.